0: It's October the 19th, and this week in Modern returns after a Thanksgiving break. I am Mean Mono Green of Lanoir, back to get you up to date with all the modern action of the last two weeks. We'll be skipping coverage of the prelims this week in order to talk about the challenges of two weeks ago, this weekend, and all of the top of the two PTQ events held on Magic Online that will be sending people to the Innistrad Set Championship on Magic Arena. Then we'll be checking out some coverage of the Trophy Tussle, which has been heating up and has a few new faces in competition for the top. So, let's get to it. This week in Modern presents Challenge Recap. The October 9th challenge was taken down by Curryvor on his signature blue-white Urian blink mid-range control pile. This deck is essentially an 80-card version of blue-white control, using many of the same tools that have made that deck competitive in the format, supplemented with Restoration Angels, Wall of Omens, Vendillion Click, and perhaps most speculative, Omen of the Seas. But Omen can be bounced by Teferi Time Raveler for extra value, as can Spreading Seas or Slip Slide with Urion. This deck has been favored recently by Pro Tour Champion and Newly introduced into the world of streaming, Guillaume Wafotapa, who you can see now frequently streaming his own version of the same deck at twitch.com/wafotapa. Hammer Time picks up another runner-up placement played by Grinder Darth Kid, and Burn and another Hammer Time deck round out the top four. Wolfie98 playing a tweak of Hammer Time with splash into red instead of black for original Hammer Time staple Magnetic Theft. Following down the top 8, we see Canister on definitively not elementals, the 4-color Sky Noodle midrange deck that's been serving trophy leader Martinez DP exceptionally. Punt Then Wine on his signature Karn Primeval Titan deck, another Burn deck, and a copy of Blue-Red Merktide are the rest of your top 8. And Sodek narrowly missed the top 8 on Green-Red Belcher, but you'll get more on this later. Down through the rest of the top 16, we have copies of each of the top tier decks Living End, Crashcade, Jund, Sagavan, and a more stock configuration of Blue White Control. This tournament is a pretty perfect representation of metagame shares, with all the tier 1 decks having multiple representatives, and the breadth of tier 2 decks showing up powerfully. The Sunday challenge was taken down by the underrepresented Black Green Yoggmoth combo on stream by Demonic Tutors he prevailed over IVC on a stock blue-white control configuration. Moving down, Hammer Time, squeezed out of the finals, was present here in the top four, as was Blue-Black Mill, played by Wada. The rest of the top eight included another blue-white control, played by the aforementioned Wafotapa, two Jun Sagaman decks by Simmerisu and Thali, respectively. And finally, a Living End, by Trophy Board contestant Silent Sea Song. Tybalt of the Red Sub, always on off-feet versions of Mill, fell just short of the top eight in ninth place. Two copies of Holy Day and one copy of Silence are not the strangest parts of this Mill deck that also included four main deck copies of Rest in Peace and an Augur of Bolas. The rest of the Sunday Challenge had some interesting appearances including a 21st place Niv to Light, Dr. Queller on Bant Spirits in 25th place, and in a strange Deja Vu, Jiggy Wiggy on Grinding Breach in exactly 31st place again. Great results from these challenges that we'll sum up a little later on. But for now, let's take a look at what people brought to some higher stakes than a regular weekend challenge. A shot at the Pro Tour with this recent weekend's modern PTQs. Yes, with even higher stakes than a Showcase Challenge, the PTQ Tournaments ask a player what they truly think is the best possible deck for the day, and to play at their absolute hardest. Both challenges managed over 128 players for a long 8 rounds of fierce competition. Let's take a look at the Friday Challenge, which started late afternoon for the Americas, late night for Europeans, and early morning for the APAC region. Longtime Grinder Neymar Squats took down the first PTQ on a stock version of Blue-White Chalice Control, with, I'm sure, incredible and tight play all the way along. Glacier 7 made second place on the newly booming Zoomer archetype, the Martinez DP Special, four-color definitively not elementals. This specific configuration of money pile was rolling in with three Endurances in the main deck, which is just generally a powerful card overall, even at its worst, a 3-4 flash reach for 1 GG. Basic Forest was here, registering Basic Mountains, and Sunbake Canyons in Burn, which pulled them to a third-place finish alongside Fair MTG, also playing Burn in fourth. There were two Hammer Time decks, Neko, 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 who ran the tables in the Swiss for an 8-0 into top 8, and Will Exwhale Kruger. Additionally, Jun Sagavan made the top, and a crazy red-white Showdown of the Scalds Brought Back deck in the hands of JPSN54. For these PTQs, we only had the top 16 of each, and the rest of Fridays included two copies of Amulet Titan, two copies of Burn, another Not Elementals, Teemer Rhinos, Living End, and the spiciest standout, Blue-White Urza Blade by Contra Ego, the Master of Thopter Sword combo. The Sunday Challenge took place very early in the morning for the Americas, noonish for Europe, and in the afternoon slash evening for the APAC region, so let's take a look at this more Euro-comfortable tournament result. The finals took place and was captured live on the stream of Emiliano Segasti, Mordekaiser. So it wasn't the four-color Not Elementals deck that took down the challenge, but instead Teamer Rhinos, with an interesting tweak, Cryptic Command appearing in the list of Andre Klepach, as well as other additions to the archetype, Season Pyromancer alongside Deadgon, and a single sideboard, Prismari Command. Player Stainerson, who went to the top 8 on a perfect 8-0 run, was also playing definitively not Elementals, with some significant differences from the Mordekaiser list, playing the main deck Endurances, which we saw earlier in the weekend, and no main deck Spreading Seas. This 80-card behemoth of value certainly has a lot of room for experimentation and exploration. Fourth place was Blue-White Control, showing that the archetype has been doing consistently well and been well-positioned all weekend long. BTL Scape Shift and Blue-Red Murktide made their first appearances in today's episode of This Week in Modern. BTL Shift, possibly being squeezed out by a lot of the hate that was intended for Cascade decks, and Blue Red Murktide seeming to have a less than stellar matchup against a field of not elementals and blue-white control. Finally, Jun Saga made one appearance by MTG Milan, and another copy of Rhinos closes out the top eight here. Following the archetypes down to 16th place, we see Doomwake on another copy of Rhinos, two more copies of Burn, another copy of Blue Red Murktide, Jund Yagmoth. Living End, Hammer Time, and the recently extinct but clearly returning to prowess, Amulet Titan. And there's still two more challenges to cover here, so let's see what's going on in the challenges that ran back to back or right alongside these PTQs. The Saturday challenge fired up in between the two PTQs with no overlap, so competitors who were intending to fiercely practice for the Sunday challenge could stretch out here and see how they were performing. Phenomenal brewer and competitor, Talisker, won the whole thing on a wild amalgam of Jeskai Moonblade, with a full grip each of Chalice, Bloodmoon, Fury, Season Pyromancer, and Stoneforge Mystic in a deck that was just splashing blue in the main for Teferi Time Rabbler. Tybalt of the Red Sub took Mill to the finals here, with a more stock configuration of Blue-Black moving out of the semi-finals, where they were able to make their way above Hammer Time and JUND SAGAVAN. BTL SCAPESHIFT and two copies of LIVING END took up most of the rest of the top 8, however, SPICY LECHE also made a deep run here with, of all things, JUND DEATH'S SHADOW. Yes, Taylor Swift Fear decided to shake off the rust, and came back swinging in this list with mutagenic growths, and instead of newcomer Dressdown. Teamer Battle Rage. This list is looking to slam its own life total before utterly destroying opponents in quick fashion, with multiple lines that can result in turn 3 kills, and a truly optimal line for a turn 2 kill. Sodek made another 9th place appearance with Belcher, and another pilot, Bied Narcio, made 13th, and another cool 95 in 30th place. Belcher was certainly on the rise on Saturday, and Sunday hit the top spot with Sodek finally making it into and to the top of a challenge on his Belcher list. This deck has the potential of a turn 2 kill, but can also use Recross the Path to set up a perfect draw of 7 cards for the next turn from Miracle card Reforge the Soul, and can easily hit opponents out with a turn 2 Blood Moon, which in the current meta can be incredibly punishing. Don't be surprised when you run into this beast in the leagues and try to have a plan which allows you to survive the onslaught of this deck that has, mercifully, moved away from four main deck Pact of Negation. The top four of this challenge was otherwise dominated by Teferi Time Raveler, with Benny R in second and Canister in fourth playing Blue-White Control, and in third place, Tax's Master paratotlet on Jeskai Moonblade, with some tweaks from the Saturday list, including two copies of Solitude. The Cascade crew were here in fourth, with. 5th and 6th going to Living End. Blue-Red Murktide took 7th place and another Blue-White Control in 8th place. Right on the cusp of the top, however, sharing a record of 5 and 2 with some of the top 8 were two more Murktide, two Blue-White Control, two Hammer Time, Burn, Jeskai Humans, and Belcher. And Jiggy Wiggy finally made it above 35th first place with a placement of 18th on Blue-Red Grinding Breach and Giglio MTG brought back his longtime favorite red-green midrange for a 19th place finish. So with all these big competitive events under our belt in the last two weeks, let's take a look at these overall numbers. Looking at representation in top 32s out of the 31 archetypes that appeared in these six tournaments, the lion's share of the metagame is eight decks. Hammer time at 14.7%, Blue-White Control at 12.8%, Crash Cade and Burn at 9.6%, Jund Saga and Living End at 7.1%, and Blue-Red Murktide and Newcomer 4-Color Not Elementals at 58 and 5.1%, respectively. This makes up approximately three-quarters of the total field, with the long tail of decks showing Tier 2 success stories like Belcher, Amulet, and Yawgmoth, which had several appearances, and 17 archetypes having one to two appearances each. However, these numbers change a little bit when we look at the top eight cuts only, with blue white control making the cut more often than the hammer time, at 15.2% over 13%. Jun Sagavan is in third here, Cascade and Not Elementals are tied for fourth, fifth, and Living End, Merktide, and Burn are tied right behind that for sixth, seventh, and eighth. All of this is to say that the metagame, such as it is, has expanded to include four-color Urian Sky Noodle, mid-range non-elementals and Burn as clear contenders for Tier 1 status, with Mill and Yogmoth nipping right at their heels. Recent great performances from BTL Scape Shift and Jeskai Moonblade definitely deserve your attention. But these decks may have had just one hot weekend where they were either excellently positioned or had some surprise factor as they've been largely absent from the metagame. That was an absolute ton of competitive results and data. But before we leave, we'll check in on that trophy tussle and see who's tearing up the charts in the modern queues. This weekend, Modern presents the Trophy Tussle. Jacob the Pensword Comiskey started this season as a very strong leader on multiple varieties of Blue Moon, before the contender from Brazil, Capoeira O2, came out of nowhere to take on the Murktide Master. But he wasn't the only one, with four-color, not-elemental's innovator Martinez DP tearing up the board to get to the top, as did Amulet Meister Punt then Wine. However, after some days away from stream, attending to personal matters, the Pensword is struck back, and close the gap of four trophies to come back and take a shot at the title again. So with 21 days remaining in the race, let's check in on the numbers. At 19 trophies each, Martinez, DP, and Capoeira are right at the top, with Martinez on a slight edge due to the timing of his trophy. In third place with 18 is the Pensword. In fourth place with 16, Punt then Wine and Eldrazi Master, the Tunneling Cat, closes out the top five at 13 trophies. Underneath that, former trophy leader Pi Gonti, Cascade Pro, Silent Sea Song, and Yawgmoth Master, Demonic Tutors, are hanging out at 11 trophies. Black-white Griefer, Nazart, is at 10 trophies, and a wide field extends below this group at 9 and 8. At the moment, This Week in Modern has not set up a better system for accepting donations for the trophy race, The ticket and chest donations can be accepted most hours of the day. Feel free to email us at thisweekendmodern at gmail.com to get in touch about a donation. As for the moment, This weekend Modern and the Mana Symbol channel will be donating 50 tickets to the prize pool, the divisions of which will be announced next week. Faithless Brewing should match this, and at least one other contributor has added 20 tickets so far to make the prize pool 120 tickets as of this date but there's still time to contribute if you want to sponsor this exciting race. Well, that about does it for all the modern news fit to be reported for this week. But if you've got a modern deck or story that you want to share with us, please feel free to tweet me at twimmtg or email us at thisweekinmodern at gmail.com. For now, this is Mean Monogreen of Lenoir wishing you the best of top decks and the best of luck. Good night.